This is South Florida Sunday, and we thank you for listening. We'd like to welcome our next guest to the program, Dr. Stephen Chastain, who is here with us today to talk about, among other things, the American Heart Association here in the middle of Stroke Month in May. Uh, and Dr. Chastain is from Encompass Health. Uh, doctor, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Thanks, Ron. It's great to be with you today. We are glad to have you with us, um, and let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about it's May, that Stroke Awareness Month. Uh, tell us w- about that. Well, uh, we get uh, Stroke Awareness Month, of, you know, every year, and it's a time which we can focus on stroke prevention. Um, I became interested in this as part of my uh, specialty in vascular medicine. I have 30 years' experience in in medicine, vascular medicine, and I am the medical director at a rehab facility. And a lot of our patients have stroke, so I get to see it from you know, the after-hospital uh, effects of stroke. So it's something I'm passionate about. Well, I'm sure that everyone listening to us has heard of strokes, and I'm sure that uh, some of our listeners uh, have uh, suffered a stroke themselves or have friends or loved ones who have uh, but I have a feeling that the general population may have heard a stroke, but they're not really sure what it is. So could you kind of clear clear that up? Yeah, the name stroke actually gets its um, you know sense of the name from the time at which it takes. So uh, you're suddenly affected by some neurologic event. Uh, some people talk about CVA or you know a cerebral vascular accident. I like the term stroke because you're fine one minute and then the next you're not. So it's just like the stroke of time, uh, that's how it comes about. So it's really like a brain attack. If you think about a heart attack, everybody seems to know what you're talking about, but you're right. Um, you know, stroke is really a brain attack. Uh, so it can hurt, happen in the same way, like a, a blood clot clogging a vessel, like a heart attack, but... About 15% of strokes are due to hemorrhages in the brain, so it's not all blood clots, but it can be 15% hemorrhagic, and 85% is due to lack of blood flow or uh, ischemic strokes. I know strokes usually associated with uh, senior citizens, folks over an older age, but we've seen coverage, say, for instance, of model Haley Bieber's stroke recently, uh, so it can happen at any age, I suppose. Yes, uh, you know, I went to look uh, up, you know, it really kind of catches your attention when someone that young has a stroke. So we looked it up, and she actually had a heart condition that caused her stroke. So it was a mild stroke or a TIA, and I think a lot of people uh, may not have even paid attention to a a brief neurologic um, deficit that would come and go, but in her condition... Uh, she was able to pick up on it and find a heart condition and get it fixed to try to prevent the next stroke. Well, I may have raised a few eyebrows when I introduced you and mentioned the American Heart Association in the same breath with Stroke Awareness Month. Uh, but as you just pointed out, heart conditions can lead to stroke. Right. So American Heart, American Stroke, uh, 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 Heart Association, Stroke Association really work hand in hand. And heart um, are one of the leading causes of stroke as well. Um, of course, stroke can happen at anyone uh, at any age, and most of our patients or clients are uh, in the Medicare age group over 65. 
I think uh, women and men uh, seem to be both affected, that women are actually more likely than men to have a stroke. Hmm. Um, and maybe the men die from heart disease first, that may account for it, but uh, it seems like more women than men have stroke. Um, are there ways to prevent stroke? There are. It, you know, a lot of this has to do with preventive medicine. So if you think about preventing heart disease, it goes the same uh, for stroke. So things that you would do to prevent stroke would include monitoring your blood pressure, making sure your blood pressure is well controlled. And if you have blood pressure, to have it well controlled. Most people uh, that have a diagnosis of hypertension actually are not controlling it adequately. I think um, it becomes kind of a uh, diagnosis that they're comfortable with and maybe they let it slide, so it's very important to keep it under good control. Uh, actually, the lower the blood pressure, the lower the risk of stroke. So if you think about what is the optimal blood pressure, I used to tell patients, well, it's the blood pressure right before you pass out. So, <laughs> I mean, it seems kind of a drastic thing, but, um, for example, a blood pressure of 110 over 60 has less stroke associated than a blood pressure of 140 over 80, hmm. uh, which would have less uh, risk of stroke than a blood pressure of 180 over 100. So uh, patients a lot of times want to know what is the stroke limit for blood pressure, and the answer is it's a continuous uh, uh, phenomenon. So the higher the pressure, the more likely the stroke. Another thing you could do is to maintain a healthy body weight, look at your cholesterol, uh, quit smoking, uh, all of those things that you would think about, uh, heart-healthy diet. Uh, activity is important, so uh, even um, walking uh, would be beneficial. Um, it's interesting that the hemorrhagic strokes that I mentioned uh, account for 15% of strokes are associated more commonly with alcohol consumption, so drinking uh, more than two drinks a day would be uh, increasing the risk of a hemorrhagic stroke. Um, some more detailed things you can do to prevent stroke have to do with um, uh, atrial fibrillation. If you have uh, irregular heart rhythm, now we see a lot of commercials on TV about blood centers. Uh, we use those to prevent stroke. If you have blocked arteries in your neck, have carotid artery disease, that can be uh, a problem as well. And uh, I think the biggest thing and sort of a take-home message is to pay attention to a, a TIA or a warning stroke. So if you have, kind of like Haley Beaver, if you have a um, neurologic condition that maybe a droopy face, slurred speech, uh, weakness in a limb, if something goes over, um, say, a 5 to 20-minute duration, I think a lot of us would kind of ignore that. Maybe it was... A, a temporary problem, but that's actually a warning sign of stroke, and if you act on that, actually prevent stroke. Yes, uh, we have learned from talking to our other friends in the medical profession uh, that early detection is key, and that's where the FAST acronym comes into play. Tell us about FAST. So F-A-S-T, or FAST, um, you know, it's trying to get the point across that you need to act Past, don't mm -hmm. delay. Um, I had a friend that was teaching, he said in years past, they thought stroke was nothing you needed to be in a hurry about. The, the ambulance would actually stop by the, um, the store and get an ice cream on the way to the uh, emergency room. Well, those days are uh, certainly over. So 
We want to get to the hospital fast within three to four hours after onset of symptoms. So recognize that F stands for faith, so if there's any facial weak. A quick way that I do this is to have the, have the person smile. So is the smile symmetric? Right? And if the smile is not symmetric, if one side is drooping, then that would be uh, possibly a stroke checked out. So the A stands for arm weakness. Uh, an easy way to do that is have the, have the person hold out their arm straight ahead like they're holding up a platter or a plate in front of them. And you'll see that one arm will tend to drift uh, on, on the side of the speaker. Uh, so it's an easy way to do that. So smile, hold out your arm. The last is uh, slurred speech. So the S stands for slurred speech. Uh, certainly you can ask them to say after you. Um, the, the phrase, you no know, if, ands, or but, or uh, you can't teach an uh, dog, uh, old dog new tricks, mm-hmm. you can say anything you like, <laughs> have them say something after you, and you'll see that the speech slurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last part of the acronym is T for time, so time is of the S, so don't delay, call 911. Um, uh, we read something that... Uh, the majority of people seem to be calling family and saying, something's not right, I, you know, can you take me to the emergency room? And that actually uh, delays the time. So you actually need to call 911 and get the uh, paramedics there. They can get the ball rolling a lot faster than getting a family member uh, to take emergency And uh, let's, let's talk about the golden hour. The golden hour, I think, applies to spotbuster medicine that's being used, the TPA or thrombolysis. Um, they can actually, uh, if you get there within a certain time frame, uh, you can take clotbuster medicine. It actually dissolves clots um, and opens up the artery, and it saves brain tissue. Uh, it, so you kind of would wonder, well, why doesn't everybody that comes to the emergency room get clotbuster medicine, the answer is uh, what I mentioned about 15% of strokes are bleeding or hemorrhagic strokes. So if you give that patient the clotbuster medicine, um, you know, you could actually make it worse. Mm-hmm. So golden hour is getting to the hospital, getting your cat and making sure you, that you don't have a hemorrhagic stroke, and then they can give you the clotbuster medicine if not and really save brain tissue. Uh, brain tissue really is not something that can be regenerated once it's damaged, it's permanent. And that brings me to my next question. We know stroke is a leading cause of disability. Are there resources available for family members and friends of a stroke survivor that can help out following a stroke? Yeah, this gets me to the rehabilitation. So you do have a lot of online resources, uh, American Heart, American Stroke. There's actually the American Stroke Association website, stroke.org. Uh, most of the, um, the patients that have stroke will go through some type of rehabilitation. It's very um, unusual that a patient would go to the hospital, have a stroke, and then go directly home from the hospital. So most of those patients will go through some type of rehabilitation. Actually, uh, we get um, at our 80-bed hospital, we get close to 50, 60 patients a month that will have, have had stroke. And, have additional resources they can offer as they go through this recovery. 
Well, Dr. Stephen Chastain from Encompass Health, we want to thank you so much for getting us up to date on what's going on in the treatment and uh, the diagnosis of a stroke and uh, giving us some very helpful information for family members and loved ones to keep uh, in their hip pocket in the event that they feel a loved one may be suffering from a stroke and uh, pointing out that, of course, early detection is key. We want to thank you very much for being our guest today on South Florida Sunday. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.